Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of The Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Well, hello again. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of The Eternal Entrepreneur, and today we're going to talk about innovation, revelation, and the power of kingdom impact. A big stuff. What are we really talking about? We are talking about how to partner with God effectively. Uh, it's something that I'm really passionate about because it's, I think it's an area that even for the most seasoned uh, Christian business leader, it's an area of confusion, uh, sometimes doubt, sometimes frustration. We don't really like to talk about who focuses on what in the business, meaning what do you focus on? What does God focus on? So we're going to break that down. So if you are particularly, uh, what I'd say, visionary kind of uh, business leader, uh, if you feel like God has given you a mandate, you might say, use that language to operate your business in a certain way. If you've got what I call fire in the bones syndrome, uh, you're going to want to really focus into this episode because I think it's going to really impact some good, good stuff for you. So what's the problem? Here's the thing. I think for business leaders, uh, particularly if you are visionary, particularly if you feel like God has given you a uh, vision for something, uh, we run into problems. We really do because we don't always know where to sail the ship. Uh, and we want to do so in a way that's honoring to the Lord. And that can look like a lot of different things, of course. So I call this the faith versus the function dilemma. Uh, we're going to break it out into two different definitions, uh, revelation and innovation and talk about how the two kind of work together and where they're kind of mutually exclusive. So I think many Christians get stuck in the cycle of praying and powering through. Uh, this sort of creates like what I call is the tug of war, where we don't really know which part of the business we own and which part of the business God owns. And though we never really say so, I think it can make us wonder, how do we partner with God effectively? You ever felt like that? I don't know. We're kind of God, uh, you let off and I pick up and vice versa. All right. So definitions. Let's start with revelation. Revelation is previously unknown knowledge. It's knowledge that is made known in a dramatic way, in a way that only God could have made it known. Uh, it is God disclosing something to humans uh, for something about humans or something at the world at large. Uh, so revelation is an outcome of prayer. Revelation is just getting insight when you're in the secret place, when you're praying about with God about something specific as it relates to uh, the company that you own. Innovation is different. Innovation is creating new value and or capturing value in a new way. I like Peter Drucker's definition. He says, an innovation to be effective has to be simple and it has to be focused. It should do only one thing. Otherwise, it confuses. Love it. So, revelation reveals, innovation impacts. Revelation gives you what I'd say is new insight, but innovation implements that insight that you received. So, see kind of the delineation? The reality is, you need both. You can't rewrite the playbook until you know how the game is played, guys. So you might say, hey, well, listen, I want to change the game. I want to you know, do something different with my business. You can't do that, boss. You got to have uh, both of these things in order to make some movement. You might actually have vision. I'm not saying you don't. You may be coming down from the mountain uh, with two tablets and an I told you so. You know what I'm saying? But 
Uh, you still got to get people out of the wilderness, right? You still got to get your business to be effectively doing something in the market. You can't just be going off of what you believe the Lord has told you, although you need that as a starting point. Uh, but at some point, you know, uh, there's got to be some practicals. Revelation always has practicals at some point. So, all right, let's uh, look at this uh, steak and shake from the Apostle Paul. Uh, he's talking to the Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, if you want to go look it up. And he says, I fed you with milk, not with meat, for you weren't ready yet. Indeed, not even now are you ready. Some harsh stuff. Paul, what are we talking about here? So uh, with slight frustration, I would say, uh, we find Paul. He's coming back to people that he has already taught about things which they've already previously discussed and ideas which should have already been implemented. Uh, but these adults, uh, these uh, mature Christians, they needed a Gerber baby God. They uh, needed to be spoon-fed uh, practical ideas, uh, basic ideas about how God works in their lives and everything else associated with the Christian uh, walk. But Paul's pain really had to do with the latter part of his post. Uh, these Christians uh, wanted meat, right? Uh, they wanted a heftier spiritual protein. And yet they were unwilling to care for and nurture the basic spiritual awareness and understanding uh, when he wasn't around. Uh, we know this because of the way Paul responds, right? So what did this mean? So really, they wanted revelation, uh, but they didn't want the responsibility that came with it. They said, Paul, hey, man, give us the good stuff. Give us the best you got. And he goes, uh, what good is it to give you like, you know, more heavy things, more meaty things to use his language when you're not even really playing around with the basics? And we run into this, I think, as Christians. We think, hey, you know, in order to really run a, uh, a spiritual business or one that's honoring to God, nothing wrong with that, right? Um, uh, I need to get better revelation on uh, how to do so. And you do need revelation, but there's a point where revelation drops off and uh, you don't need to go past it. Um, it doesn't unpack the box anymore for you, so to speak. And that's kind of what Paul uh, was, was getting at. You know, I think often in life, God will happily give us a dream, albeit it might be in the form of an innovative idea, some kind of new career or, you know, your business venture. And, you know, we want to take that idea to bigger and grander and more pronounced places uh, and we'll expand on it. We might even go to places that even dare, you know, daydreams don't really typically go to. We'll go as big as we can, as we can go. We'll go big or go home, so to speak. Uh, but really, if we're not careful, the dream never becomes the reality, meaning we can get so focused on revelatory insight that it never actually gets implemented. Sound familiar? Okay, enough uh, theory. Let's talk about someone who's actually lived this stuff out. Uh, you probably know this guy's name, George Washington Carver. He was a chemist scientist in the late 1880s, but this guy is cool. I mean, you look into his life and he really modeled both of these components really, really well. Faith was a big part of how he did all of his inventing. Uh, but cool story though, Carver actually really did desire revelation like the rest of us. So it's actually said that once he asked God to tell him all, all the secrets of the universe, he wanted to know everything, you know, 
Why is grass green? Why is Jupiter so far away? You know, is it possible to travel to other planets? He like, God, give me a download. And uh, the Lord answered him, uh, but he did so in a really ironic way. Uh, he wasn't uh, 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 going to start him off with meat, so to speak. He started straight for the milk. Kind of funny. So God pointed him to something much smaller than the universe. He pointed him to the peanut. Uh, and Carver came up with incredible inventions, uh, which you know we'll kind of mention here in a minute. But uh, out of all of you know the world-changing stuff that he did, uh, uh, the most amazing thing was his kind of grounding and how God led him to everything that he accomplished. In fact, so this one time he was speaking at a university and uh, he was only supposed to have a short amount of time, uh, but it was really, really kind of motivating. And so they let him speak for longer. And afterwards, the chairman was so impacted by what he spoke on. He said, hey, listen, how did you learn all of this stuff about the peanut? And uh, uh, Carver goes, yeah, he said, well, I learned about it from an old book. And the chairman goes, what book? What book is this? And George goes, the Bible. And the chairman goes, does the Bible tell you about peanuts? Like, do you actually know all this stuff from looking in that that book? And Carver goes, "Uh, no, sir. uh, But it tells about the God who made the peanut. And I asked him to show me what to do with the peanut. And he did. He was really matter of fact about it. Uh, But the secrets that Carver discovered led to hundreds of new inventions. I mean, you think about cosmetics, paint plywood, uh, the dye that we use in crayons. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, But he got it from revelation. So the Lord spoke to him about something. He wanted to actually have supernatural knowledge about something. And the Lord revealed it to him. He still had to take that knowledge and then innovate on it, create a product out of it, and then use that in a way that was going to add value to the world. And it has. I mean, the entire world has changed because of all of the countless things that he was able to uh, commit to the marketplace. Uh, so some practicals. How do we do this for ourselves? Two things. For revelation. Revelation is just asking God, what do you think about this problem, this situation, this hole in the market? Revelation is the intimacy that proceeds innovation. It comes first. I think it should come first. Not to say that sometimes one doesn't kind of come before the other or you're in the mess of things. World's messy. But revelation typically proceeds innovation uh, in a kingdom kind of sphere. Innovation is providing value with what you learned about the problem, the situation, the hole in the market that God talked to you about. Innovation is how you live out the Christian discipline of stewardship out in the marketplace. So that's how revelation and innovation uh, work together for the good. When you have both, when you're doing both in a consistent manner, that is when you begin to have kingdom impact because you have the supernatural knowledge of God guiding you and you have the innovation of uh, how to work on that or how to make it accessible to people working itself out in the marketplace. And that's how you become competitive. That's how you become disruptive. That's how you change the world. Uh, like our man Carver. So, all right, guys, this is the end of this episode of The Lunch Break. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something good out of it. Uh, If you did, uh, why don't you let Joe and I know? We'd love to hear from you. Until then, uh, catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. 
If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review and share this with a friend. It would help us out tremendously. Also, if you'd like to stay in touch and get a free copy of the first chapter of Pierce's new book, Calling, How to Partner with God in Any Business with Any Boss at Any Place in Life, then click on the link in the show notes to sign up for our weekly email or visit piercebrantley.co slash podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.